and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for The Other Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. I'm John Hogue, the other guy on The Other Podcast, and I've been direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. How you doing tonight, Diane? I'm doing fine. I'm sitting here. I have a cat in my lap. Hopefully, he will not decide his public needs to hear from him. Mm. <laughs> well, I, it's always good if the kitty purrs. It's scratching the mic cable. That's a <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Well, I'm recovering. I'm recovering uh, uh, today. The uh, We had a, 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 a grandchild uh, uh, sleepover. See, uh, uh, our... Uh, out-of-town grandsons were in town, and so our in-town grandsons came over. We had four boys here. and uh, <laughs> The house is still ages, standing. Ages what, ages what, about three through eight or nine? Three through nine, yes. Uh, the youngest, Luca, or Luca Bazooka. Uh, Luca is three, and the oldest, uh, James, is nine, and wow. in between are Alexander and Franco. Meanwhile, uh, wow. if you want to hear more about family issues, we'll get to that in a bit. And <laughs> you can read about it where Stacy blogs over at theothermccain.com. Yes, and you can read my good friend John Hogue's work at hogwash.com. And Diana, you occasionally blog. I do. The, but tell the folks where. I, I occasionally blog at dailyadvancement.com, and I intend to, once I get a bit more information, to be talking a little bit more about Sam Bankman-Fried. Oh, oh, boy. boy. Well, oh, that, yeah. uh, that, that will be worth it. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of money. Well, hold on girl. just a second. The, the other <laughs> thing is that Dinah is also uh, a, a, a constant, almost, commenter at... Uh, the other McCain and has mm -hmm. been known to comment at hogwash as well. Yeah. When when yeah. when uh when WordPress will let me. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I was uh I was uh, uh by the way, how's the weather in beautiful Valdosta, Georgia? We currently there is not a cloud in the sky. It is and it is only in the mid 70s. It is an absolutely gorgeous evening. We had a, wow. a thunderstorm blow through. And we went from 91 degrees down to 76. What can I well, tell you? We had a thunderstorm blow through this afternoon, and we went we went from 91 to 95. Oh, it was the wrong I'm kind so of sorry. front. Yeah, yeah. I I rolled up the windows on my car this afternoon because mm. the, the clouds are lowering. The clouds that lowered upon our house in no. the deep bosom of the ocean buried. But meanwhile, uh, he was a drama also major, in Valdosta. Folks. We've got some Bidenomics. Uh, going on down there. 
We do. Uh, the headline in the Valdosta Daily Times, gas prices skyrocket <sighs> in they South Georgia. Uh, the price of a gallon of gasoline jumped 18 cents yep. in a single week. Yep. Uh, it was up a dime this week here. Yeah, 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 but it really hit us here. And the thing is that I have been, uh, I was just, it was astonishing. Last Friday, you're driving down, you're driving along and you're looking at the prices and going, God, that's a little high. This week, you look at it and you're like, oh, go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, Joe Biden has just done so many miracles for the economy, and 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 he's not getting credit for it because those mean Republicans keep pouncing and seizing. Well, but here's, the, here's the thing that's kind of troublesome with me about the timing of this particular price increase. If you just think about the gasoline and the other petroleum products business right now. They're, they're winding down the summer production of mostly gasoline and they're converting <laughs> to the production of home heating oil. Mm -hmm. And gasoline is a waste byproduct of that. And so that generally uh, when they're building, when they're making a lot of heating oil, the price of gas goes down and it isn't doing that. right Now, now. another headline of, uh, of um, uh, Bidenomics, Valdosta jobless rate climbs uh, again yeah. in the Valdosta daily times. And it's uh, uh, the, um, the monthly, uh, uh, unemployment rate for the uh, four-county metro area. <laughs> Valdosta has its own metro area. Yes, Lowndes, we do. Brooks, Lanier, <laughs> and Eccles County. Uh, the they left out Berrien. What's the matter with them? I don't anyway. know. The unemployment rate uh, uh, ticked up to 4% in June, up mm -hmm. two-tenths of a percent from May. But Joe Biden's creating all these jobs. What's going on down there, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? You mean the number of people who can take unemployment has dropped? Because, <laughs> it, oh, it's gotten ugly around here. It oh, really how's has. that? Um, okay, we have... We have a bad problem here of... We have a lot of kids, and they can't find jobs that they want essentially. Plus we have the college students, plus we have, um, plus we have a lot of, uh, well, a lot of older people who don't want to retire and frankly can't. So there's this concatenation of the high school graduates who can't find any jobs and the college students who uh, can't find jobs. And well, it's awful. It's bad. Yep. And well, you know, uh, uh, 30 years ago, the solution was uh, go up to uh, Macon or Atlanta or go uh, down to Tallahassee or Jacksonville and find yeah. a job. Yeah, fat chance of that these days. That's right. Well, you mm. might have a little bit of luck in Jacksonville. But, mm. yeah. All right. Or, well, or someplace like that. But the world is the world is out of whack. And I mm -hmm. took a, I took a whack at the world being out of whack. Uh, <laughs> with uh, one, another one of my imagine if you will posts. Now, do you remember uh, the Twilight Zone, the original version from the 50s and 60s? Um, mm -hmm. It would open with Rod Serling generally uh, on one of the sets, uh, uh, setting up the, the premise of the show. 
and uh, you know he would he would basically lead you in to the setup that they and uh, it would be um, it would be you know a uh, And so I have a picture of him on one of the sets. It's a, a, a modern living room set where he's looking at the camera, cigarette in hand. And I have him saying, imagine, if you will, a world where everyday life wasn't like one of my screenplays. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of weirdness. Yeah, we got a lot of it going around. Mm -hmm. Including music that won't stop. <laughs> you can have craziness for breakfast now. Oh, yeah. There's Six a, impossible things before breakfast, I know. Well, an even better line uh, was uh, from uh, the original radio version of uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where Z when Zaphod Beeblebrox says to some. One of the other characters uh, that he. Gets I understand it's a bit like being drunk. Well, no, he says, uh, uh, "I, uh, you know, don't try to outweird me. I get stranger things for you with my breakfast cereal." And speaking <laughs> of stranger things with the breakfast cereal, I had a post oh my. this morning uh, called a stock trading suggestion, yeah. uh, and if it starts out, if I own shares in Kellogg's uh, ticker symbol K. I get rid of them because there are some things that many people don't want for their breakfast cereal. Mm -hmm. And Kellogg's has a new product called All Together. And basically what they're doing is they're taking all the sugar-loaded candies, uh, uh, cereals, and, uh, you know, the, the cereals that are essentially candy, like Fruit Loops, mm -hmm. uh, Frosted Flakes, uh, uh, the shredded mini wheats that are frosted, all that stuff. <sighs> And, and, and put it together in a box called Kellogg's All Together. And the this side, is a bad idea. <laughs> side thing on the panel uh, is the, the one that really gets me. It's um, uh, too amazing to put in a box. And then it has he, him, she, her, they, them, and a place to fill oh. in your own pronouns. Pronouns, yeah. Yeah, no, some things no. are too, yeah. Some things are too wonderful to put in a box. Um, the question I really have for them is how many box tops do you have to send in to get a bottle of uh, blockers? <laughs> yeah, mm. it's gay cereal for kids. How, well, but like, how, one, like, like a commenter said, though, why did they bother? They already make Fruit Loops. Yeah, well, I, I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, you know, uh, get woke, go broke, man. I, all yeah. I can say is uh, people are going to switch to General Mills or I, you know, I, I don't even buy, uh, uh, you know, store brand cereal, you know, I, I mean, you know, only have a, have some eggs, do yourself a favor. The Actually, eggs have I no questions. Occasionally, occasionally I will uh, get some some instant oatmeal out and, and have that mm -hmm. for breakfast. But the only cereal that I buy now is that I am I'm absolutely hate most of the uh, autumn emphasis on pumpkin. But Trader oh. Joe's has these things called pumpkinos that are actually pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Pumpkin flavored Cheerios, basically. Yeah. And that, I, you know, I buy a box of those every year 
or so, but that's, a, that's but what I, what I usually have for breakfast is two slices of wheat toast with peanut butter. <laughs> that's 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 been my. How is breakfast. your stick surviving? I'm I'm I sorry if I did that. that that's only part of the recipe. You're supposed to have peanut butter and bacon. No, 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 bacon. It's, it's, <laughs> peanut butter on wheat toast and about six cups of coffee get me going. In, and you know, <sighs> and then about lunch, I'll I'll eat some leftover pizza. You know? <laughs> well, uh, Connie came up with a, uh, a a breakfast sandwich for me that I really enjoy. <laughs> And then managed to come up with a very low-fat version of it. But basically, it, you make an omelet with egg beaters and throw mm -hmm. in a little bit of uh, the Kraft shredded uh, non-fat uh, yellow oh. cheese. It's actually it works pretty well in that. And you you put that on you put that on a uh, a, a toasted bagel with a, a, a thin slice of very lean ham, and that that. Is my idea of breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I, you Except know, I, low fat, non-fat cheese is like uh, is like eating rubbery, shredded, soggy cardboard. How not as an that? ingredient. Not as an ingredient. If you do it right, all right. And, okay. oca and occasionally, occasionally right. that gets spiked with uh, the omelet gets spiked with chopped uh, green olives. And that's a you know there's a, there's a lot fattier ways to have. Let's see. Meanwhile, <laughs> Stacy, you. Uh, <laughs> jump onto uh, a story that was going uh, it kind of in the background for most people on Twitter, uh, the fact that uh, Aaron Walker has what? had his account suspended. Why? Yeah, yeah, as I said, uh, what, and I must emphasize this, the actual fuck. <laughs> you know, that, as, Elon. I, as I understand it, can you... But, you know, I said to Elon Musk, can you please fire all the woke trust and safety fucktards who mm -hmm. are ruin ruining Twitter? You know, it's like it's like what was the point of, you know, restoring? You know, I forget who all got restored when what Aaron was blogging about was was tweeting about when he got suspended. He was tweeting about the reasons that people got their accounts suspended and restored. Yeah. Jeff Goldstein still hasn't been restored. He's there. Oh yeah. He's back. Is he? Protein. Okay. Yeah. But but my but my personal account hasn't been restored. Oh man. Stacy's uh, account hasn't been restored. No, it has uh, not. Uh you know, and Aaron um has not heard back from him. Uh I uh I, I I'm aware of uh, some of the com communications that's going uh, on the matter, and uh, I'm just I'm not pleased with the way uh, mm. Twitter is acting. Uh, I mm. had a, I had a tweet up that said, "Hey, at safety is at Aaron Worthing's suspension retaliation for his work at Twitchy Team," and then I had a, a clip mm. of his uh, the we get results two accounts have been restored, but if uh, but we have more work to do. Uh, you know, and, and so basically, you know, it's almost as if somebody was pissed off uh, because he was effective at uh, shedding the light on some other misbehavior. So we'll see I how this know. we'll see how this goes. Well, Meanwhile, I want Aaron back, so I don't. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter, but it's wrong to suspend him. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it it very much is, particularly since his day job now is writing for Twitchy. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Crazy, yeah. You know, basically they've shut. You know, they they they've shut him out of his day job. Mm. Uh, anyway, my uh, my uh, otherwise I have other people who are my former associates in legal matters, including <laughs> oh, Stacey, you're there right across the table. Didn't you have a post up uh, about? Uh, uh, Ace and his, and his and and his uh, opinions on the uh, how the Republicans are proceeding. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the headline on my post was "If Trump has lost Ace of Spades," mm -hmm. uh, and illustrated, of course, with the angry Ewok. Uh, uh, <laughs> when back in the day, God, it's probably been fifteen years. <laughs> Uh, when A's actually, actually, they would they would have moron meetups of yes, of we Ace would. He, he did some in New York, and in D.C. and other places, and 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 his resemblance to an Ewok was it's reasonable, at, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, and so, um, so anyway, so but um, I saw a post of his that made me go hmm. And I'm going to just, uh, and it was about, um, uh, it was about the special counsel had added new charges to the indictment of Trump. And uh, after uh, reporting the news, Ace added this comment, and I'll read it to you in its entirety. So now comes my least favorite phase of every new Trump indictment, the ranting by Trump's more passionate defenders that Ron DeSantis isn't doing enough to defend the man who slurs him as a pedophile and homosexual. His statements aren't strong enough in swearing for the honor of a man who smears him dishonorably <laughs> and that Trump's legal problems, almost all of which are self-inflicted, are mm -hmm. a reason to elect him president to fuck up all over the place some more rather than a reason to elect a strong president who will pardon Trump and let him live peacefully and free as a private citizen. Every one of Trump's problems gets weaponized against DeSantis, and then people wonder, gee, why aren't DeSantis's border more interested in talking about Trump's problem? Ah. Tell you what. If Trump issues a strong statement clearing him from the previous lies that mm -hmm. DeSantis is a pedophile, gay, cheats on his wife, killed more people with COVID than Democrat governors Newsom or Cuomo, then I'll join you in your calls for strong statements clearing Trump of crimes, which, let's face it, he probably did commit. Now, mm. People after I posted this, people told me that uh, uh, Ace has been kind of grumbling for a while about mm -hmm. uh, uh, Team Trump, and oh, so yeah. this isn't as new as uh, it seemed to me. But I, I, one of the things back in the day, mm. uh, and this goes back fifteen years, probably farther, but, but, farther. Yeah, yeah, but I, I remember Trump. Um, Ace was always going after Allah Pundit. Yep. Right? Just kind of like nudging him in the ribs because the, the, the thing about... Uh, they started uh, at pretty much the same time. There was a time when they were kind of allied. And yeah. then Allah 
I don't know what to make of Olive Pundit. What yeah, happened to Olive? You know, Dan Real, by the way, mm-hmm. um, uh, Dan Real, when I, when I, um, I saw Dan Real uh, show up uh, on Twitter uh, in, in the mentions about this, but, uh, mm. um, but Dan Real can tell you the backstory of Allah, mm-hmm. okay, and what happened to Allah before he got with hot air. But uh, the thing is, and, and I had been given some background on the fellow uh, off the record uh, from people who, knew, who had actually met him, and almost no one has ever actually met him. Uh, he's a recluse. But anyways, but uh, so Ace was always given that. And, and as I said, uh, Ace has very good instincts about who is or is not down for the agenda. If he mm-hmm. ever starts po- taking shots at somebody, you can bet that sooner or later that person will prove himself to be an unprincipled quizzling. So, Yay. so the thing I had to say about this was that, look, I'm, I'm basically agnostic on the primary because after 2012, my experience in, in the 2012 uh, campaign <laughs> cycle was so depressing because mm. I went all in on Herman Cain and then he got taken out uh with a, a smear, mm-hmm. and and then I I jumped onto the Rick Santorum bandwagon because it was we've got to stop Romney, okay? And going into the Iowa caucuses, I knew that those Christian homeschoolers were gonna were gonna rally around Santorum, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. Santorum shocked the world in Iowa, and had a thing. But then Newt Gingrich wouldn't quit. That mm-hmm. was the basic problem. Gingrich was getting like next to zero delegates and had no actual campaign team, no fundraising to speak of. And yet he kept campaigning until he ran. Well, uh, I mean, uh, Romney buried uh, Gingrich in Florida, mm-hmm. but I, I could go through all that. But anyways, I was on, you know, uh, the A. ABM movement, uh, mm-hmm. anybody but Mitt. But mm-hmm. then Romney got the nomination. I'm, and after a few weeks of sulking, I was like, okay, I'll go back on a campaign trail. And actually had convinced myself that Romney was going to win. And then... He didn't. Yeah. Well, and so know, I was like, uh, forget trying to influence... You know, I'm, I, I'm like you as far as I can say I'm agnostic, more or less, about who should be the Republican nominee next uh, year? Now, I can say I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, agnostic about some people I don't want to be the nominee, but who did yeah. get the nominee? I've, uh, right now, I'm going with uh, William F. Buckley's rule of I'm supporting the most conservative person who can actually win the election. Mm-hmm. It I get it that. Help, it doesn't help to have uh, a less conservative person necessarily and i certainly don't want a more conservative person who would lose so the the thing is is that that could win the election i i honestly don't believe donald trump can do that again i don't know and because i know i'm bad at political prognostication i'm not gonna say um I, I'm not, if he's the nominee, I'm voting for him and I will do everything I can to urge others to do so. That's all I can do. Well, look, we, 
the Republicans either, first of all, the Republicans have to hold the House. But yes. secondly, they either have to elect the president or they have to achieve control of the, the Senate because judges are too important. Under the hands, but it has to be in the hands of warriors, not in the hands of our, uh, of, well, <laughs> Mitch well, McConnell I mean, is, yeah, but, I mean, the murder you, turtle is not himself. Well, I, I have a feel. Well, the other thing is we need to elect a, re a Republican governor who will appoint uh, uh, Mitch, uh, I mean, Mitch McConnell's uh uh, you need a Republican, Republican governor, governor in Kentucky. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yes, Andy that would help. Sheer will not do. Yes, yes no, uh, because that 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 that's a, that's another lost seat. Uh, you have a thing though about uh, an, 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 at least someone I'll call at least interesting who's uh, uh, queuing, yeah. queuing up a campaign against uh, cinema. Mark uh -huh. Lamb for U.S. Senate. Okay, Mark Lamb. Remember that name, Sheriff Mark. Lamb, okay, yeah. Uh, just reason, what the Republicans need another uh, another guy from reality TV. Yeah. Now, but wait a minute, wait a minute. But uh, he's really a sheriff. <laughs> yeah, Matt Shuham, uh, and 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 uh, you can look up how to spell that name. He's a left wing writer uh, for uh, the Huffington Post who. Uh, week after week, all he ever does is smear Republicans as being far right extremists, and uh, and so he's he rings that bell just constantly over there at Huffington <laughs> Post, and and I was uh, doing some research about Mr. Shuham's work uh, when I noticed this headline: a reality star sheriff could swing a Senate race. To the far right. And I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah. Hey, who is this guy? Yeah. And, and, and then when he, I click. He writes that as, as if it's a bad thing. Yeah, right, right. As I mean, can we have Grady? I mean, Grady Judge for, yeah. a, set, for a Florida senator? I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. <laughs> I'm like, a, the next Republican president uh, uh, should point Grady Judd, the attorney general. I mean, <laughs> I mean, God, I love Grady Judd. But anyways, Sheriff Mark Lamb, right? Uh, uh, is the sheriff of Pinal County, um, Arizona. And if you remember before they canceled it, they canceled Live PD. On it, it, the uh, A&E Network uh, had this great live show. And, and the guy, by the way, the guy who produced it is actually a liberal, Dan Abrams. Um uh, but anyways, but Live PD, people loved that show. It was, a, it was the biggest thing on the weekend night. So, I mean, it was number one every, every, you know, every week after week, Live PD. And they would go from county to county. They would have like six, they would have camera crews in six counties following around cops and deputies and stuff like that. <laughs> one of them. Uh, a frequent guest on the show was Sheriff Mark Lamb of Pinal County, Arizona, and he became kind of a, a, a cult hero uh, mm -hmm. of that audience until they canceled it in 2020 because of damn Black Lives Matter. But meanwhile, <sighs> meanwhile, um, while he's uh, running for Senate in Arizona, and huh. uh, if you look at it, 
if you look at that Senate, now Kristen Cinema has declared herself an independent. Okay, that means that the Democrats have to nominate someone else, and and they have got the clown car of kooks over there, Raúl <laughs> Grijalva. Uh, you may not remember Raúl Grijalva, but the name I still got the, the that theme music queued up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Raul Grijalva is uh, one of the uh, candidates being talked about for the Democratic mm. primary. But assuming that Cinema runs independent and the Democrats nominate somebody who's going to get some percentage of the vote, it's likely that a Republican would be able to win this thing with 40 percent of the vote. Mm -hmm. OK, and so uh, if you can just rally the base, right? Uh, it's it's basically a clear shot to a to you adding get the same a, percentage that uh, the last candidate got, right? Yeah, United, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you, if you if you wind up with the if you wind up with cinema, was it Mark Mark Blake uh, Mark, Blake Masters? Yeah, yeah but I mean, if, mm -hmm. if you want, you, you know, if if the left has 55% of the votes and splits it 60-40, then somebody comes up with less than 40% of the vote. And yeah. Yeah, anyway, so this uh, Matt uh, Shuham's uh, uh, article was like, he's repeatedly referred to immigration at the southern border as an invasion and well, called for labeling drug cartels as terrorist groups just like we did to ISIS. And they're uh, not. <laughs> he he is he's uh, claims that the 2020 election was stolen by Democrats, and his presence in the Senate could what? shift uh, shift it sharply to the right. And I'm like, and oh this man, is a bad thing? I love this. Well, and, you know, and, and by the way, he's been endorsed uh, apparently by Jack Posobiec, and I'm like. What? Okay, now I want to give this guy money. Well, somebody yeah. needs to give you money first. And in order for them to do that, the most expeditious way, uh, Stacy, is the yellow button. Yes, Tell them about the yellow if button. If you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, near the top of the center column, you will see a yellow button with the word donate. On it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, shekels, any kind of currency you got, we'll take it through the PayPal button to help support the blog, to help support this podcast, but most of all, uh, to make my wife happy because she likes it when I make money off of this strange endeavor and keeping <laughs> my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend, John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. There is lurking right there at the top of the sidebar on the right, a tip jar icon. Click on it. You'll be taken away to my PayPal account where you can donate to support hogwash or you can go down on the sidebar ways and click on the link to the Hogwash store. Do your shopping there for all sorts of interesting trinkets and junk, basically. But it's branded related to the blog, and maybe you'd like to have some. Or if you want to buy something that might actually be useful in your life, uh, there are Amazon shopping links at both 
the other McCain and Hogwash. And we're both members of the Amazon affiliate program. Uh, you click on an Amazon affiliate link on the internet and that blogger who's uh, hosting that link gets a small cut of the action, a, a little commission that uh, Amazon gives us, which is a nice thing they're doing to support the blogosphere. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes, please. Now, <clears throat> Stacy, uh, you may remember that I often have these posts titled, I'm not making this up, you know. Yes. <laughs> well, I had, I had one on the evening of the 25th, just before a certain uh, hearing in a courtroom in Delaware. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there was some something going on where it appeared that uh, the... Uh, lawyers for Hunter Biden had falsely uh, or someone from their law firm had falsely uh, told the court uh, that they were fr from the firm representing some members of mm -hmm. Congress uh, and uh, a, uh, an amicus brief got taken down. Uh, the judge was not amused by that and gave them until nine o'clock that evening to uh, explain what was going on. And a letter from the law firm responded saying, oh, it's all just a misunderstanding. The judge has still not decided what to do about all that. Mm -hmm. But it did provide an interesting intro to the hearing the next day, and you blogged mm. about it. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry there. I was I was uh, catching up on some, some news there. And well, let's why don't see. you pretend that you're going to go back to Wednesday? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Judge Rex Hunter's sweetheart deal. Um, Hunter Biden pled not guilty on Wednesday to gun and tax charges, refusing to accept a new plea deal laid out by prosecutors. The original plea deal fell apart after the judge questioned it, uh, questioned if it covered future potential charges of the Justice Department's ongoing investigation. Uh, the prosecution reportedly said the deal did not include any alleged Foreign Agents Registration Act violation. MSNBC reported the court took a 10-minute recess to determine if the two parties could quickly come to an agreement. When the deal got back on track, reports indicated it would be more limited in scope, only including specific charges related to tax and gun. Um, so anyways, as a result, um, uh, it, uh, the deal fell apart, and they, they're now going to, I think they, they postponed for about a month uh, <laughs> what's going to happen. And um, uh, Senator Josh Hawley told CNN... Oh, you said CNN. Uh, you know what happens when you Senator say Senator Josh Hawley you know told CNN. You know what happens when you say CNN? Yeah. We do. I was hoping you might miss that. And his team of pups will come and save the day. Marshall, Bubble, Chase, Rocky, Zuma, Sky. Yeah, they're on the way. Anyway, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, never you're in trouble. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, be there on the double. Oh, this is horrible. Paw Patrol, we're on a roll. 
We go Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Oh, Lord. I actually know this song now. Every time. Just be happy I'm not playing it in French. Every time. If I learn it in French. Every time we mention CNN, we play the Paw Patrol theme because, uh, as you know, CNN's ratings are so low uh, that they uh, uh, are often beaten in the ratings by the Nickelodeon child's cartoon Paw Patrol. So just to explain to anybody who didn't get the joke. Meanwhile. Well, to explain about French, it's a Canadian show. Senator Josh Hawley told CNN... The high court drama shows the plea uh, sweetheart deal was flawed and additional charges could be brought. Quote, it's very telling that the judge intervened here and said basically, no, I'm not going to approve some sweeping blanket deal. I mean, that tells you the court has serious concerns about other potential charges here and also the scope of the deal which has seemed outrageous from the beginning. This, I think, signals uh, there's still very much potential for prosecution. Well, here, here's what's going on. is Hunter thought that the whole thing was to protect him. Yep. It isn't. It's to protect the big guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, John Solomon, 10% for the big guy. John, John Solomon had a tweet saying the White House says Biden will not pardon Hunter. Well, of course he won't. Uh, and I responded to that tweet pointing out that if he were pardoned, he can't claim the fifth. He can't. Yeah, he can't uh, plead the Fifth Amendment. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> oh, whereas if he has that FRA stuff ha hanging over him, he can. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. and who who would be most affected uh, by uh, uh, truthful testimony from uh, from Hunter about uh, the uh, foreign stuff? Oh, well, yeah. you know, I the only thing is, I one of Whoa, we just lost you, Diana. What happened? Diana? Did the... You've, you've turned off your microphone or something because... Hello? I, I'm not hearing anything in my head headphones. I'm hearing in mine, oh, I think. Okay. Uh, Testing one, two, three, four. Yeah, we're going out. Yeah, okay. We have a signal. How did we lose Diana? I, I blame the cat. I, f I have no she idea. She was just about to make a great point. Yeah, well... We're going to have to go on. Oh, no. We have to go on without her. Yep. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Uh, yes. So uh, let's just go ahead to the rest of the uh, Biden family business. Yeah, the Biden family business. You know, someone pointed out um, in the comments that that, that, that was just – that plea deal – was uh, Diana, are you back? Yeah, um, some idiot. Uh, I have no idea what just happened. It made no sense. I blame the cat. Green. No, no, actually, it was some weird thing on my screen. I have no idea what was going on. Ugh. Sometimes anyway. We, sometimes we communicate in spite of the electronics. Yeah. Facebook Said the message. electrical engineer. Yeah. Anyway, well, we were, what, what, what was the point you were about to make? Um. I would have loved to have been in uh, somebody. Another commenter on Stacy's blog brought this up, though, um, so I can't claim credit for it. But they're right. I would have loved to have been there to see the moment when the smirk faded from Hunter's face. 
<sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, the, the bonus on that is the judge mm. appointed by Trump. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is uh, a Democrat. Yes. The, 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 the judge herself is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Well, so she wasn't. She, uh, the was thing she, is, they had this thing all rigged up, and then the judge refused to play along, and yeah. it, it just well, I mean, fell they, apart. They thought they had a safe judge, even though the, the Trump appointed. All uh, right. The anyway, latest we're, we're moving up. We were Dino. We were getting ready to move along to mm-hmm. the, 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 some, some more Biden family business. Oh, there's yeah, so um, much. The latest on my blog, um, mm. the headline. At People Magazine, of all places, <laughs> President Biden speaks out on Hunter's daughter, daughter for with Arkansas woman. Quote, <laughs> Jill and I only want what's best. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and it, this reminded me of when I first arrived in Washington, the... Uh, uh, White House press secretary was Mike McCurry, and he had this. And and, and he, some of y'all may be old enough to remember that he had this habit of responding to a uh, question by saying, "Ask and answer." In other words, that if they, you were asking him about Paul, the Paula Jones case or whatever, he said, "Well, we've already addressed that." Even mm-hmm. no matter what your question was, he said, "I'm not going to get into that." And, and something else, and this is a, a part of the stonewalling uh, that uh, we were talking about. You were talking about how that if the pardons Hunter, right, there goes the Fifth Amendment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, the, other, the, the other way they used to uh, uh, kill a story is, well, it's under investigation. We cannot comment on a case that is currently under investigation. Which is, which is why the, the other reason why they were going to preserve it. Oh, mm-hmm. we can't talk about that. That's, that's an ongoing criminal investigation. Yes, right, yeah. right, right, right. But then there is the Friday night news dump. Yes, and so so this was another technique that the, the Clinton administration used to drive us crazy with, the, the, the Friday evening news oh, dumps. No, they've been Friday dump. evening news dumps as long as you've been Friday evenings. Okay. Uh, well, no, I mean, no, I remember, I remember tons of stuff when I was first doing uh, uh, radio news. You know, th- there would be a lull from midday Thursday, and then all of a sudden, all the stuff they didn't want to uh, uh, people to notice would start moving on the wire about 6 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this uh, the the day the uh, item at People Magazine uh, came out at 5:02 p.m. Two minutes after they closed up shop at the White House press office, so that. Um, Jean-Pierre doesn't have to uh, answer questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Joe Biden has offered his first statement on four-year-old grandchild Navy Joan Roberts, the daughter of Hunter Biden and London Roberts, an Arkansas woman, <laughs> who filed a paternity suit against the president's son in May 2019. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's euphemism. Okay, I, I continue. Quote, our son Hunter and Navy's mother, London, 
are working together to foster a relationship that is in the best interests of their daughter, preserving her privacy as much as possible going forward. President Biden said in a statement provided exclusively to people. May I slip in one comment here? This yeah. is this statement is ungrammatical. London's name is London is not a uh, noun of direct address. It is in fact a first person appositive and did not need to be set off with commas. Well, yeah, but you're talking shameful. About the, you're talking about the level of erudition coming out of the White House. Maybe. This is coming out of the White House. Yeah. Maybe, but I like that. a statement provided exclusively to yeah. people. Keep that in mind. Maybe one of the president's seven grandchildren has recently been the subject of headlines as Republicans have criticized the president for previously touting his quote unquote six grandchildren. <laughs> Okay, so so Republicans bouncing, right? Republicans bouncing. I thought we'd seized on that one. Quote, this is not a political issue. It's a family matter, end quote. President Biden's statement continues. Jill and I only want what is best for all of our grandchildren, including Navy. And they go on not to being quote, grandchild, uh, quote a source familiar with this situation who may or may not be James Carville, uh, <laughs> uh, saying that they are giving Hunter and London the space and time to figure things out. The source said, and, and this is the great quote, thousands of families have faced similar circumstances, working it out in private, versus the spotlight at the center is a four-year-old girl and everyone wants what is best for her including all of her grandparents yeah, thousands right. of families thousands of families see i did not know this thousands of families have crackhead sons <laughs> who knocked up a stripper from arkansas uh, who was dancing at a club down there near DuPont Circle. Yeah, yeah, thousands of people have had this happen. Yeah, and, and then had had what were what was what was the payment? Eighty thousand dollars a month? About the, that. Eighty three thousand officially, it appears. Yeah, Eighty three thousand a month in child support. Yeah. Thousands. No, no, twenty thousand, twenty thousand in child okay. support. Okay, it yeah, was eighty three thousand from Burisma. You've 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 now uh, reminded me of t today's. Uh, are you pondering? What <laughs> I think so, brain. But isn't the mazurka a form of pole dancing? <laughs> okay, that Anyways, was actually pretty anyways, funny. There, there, all this, as Cameron Townsend has pointed out at hotair.com, mm -hmm. Uh, has pointed out that this is really a distraction. Mm -hmm. After his plea deal got wrecked, right, and that created headlines, and <laughs> it forced the news organizations to address the fact that there's an ongoing investigation of Hunter Biden's business dealings with foreign businesses. See, stuff that they have tried to ignore... 
So in order to distract from that, they released this statement on Friday and then um, uh, the, the media will just play along with this game. And right, a Friday in July. What was I doing? Uh, what were you doing on Friday night? I know what I was doing. I was waiting for the end of a rain delay uh, <laughs> so that the Baltimore Orioles could beat the Yankees. But I'm not going to get into that. I was doing <laughs> I, I I was doing laundry. Yeah, yeah. But I know, we I, were watching we were watching the first episode of uh, Good Omens too, and I was giggling madly, and Rod was being very patient. Yeah. Well, so so it sounds like we all had milestones in our lives that didn't have anything to do uh, with the Bidens. At least by, uh, that was our choice. It was a good week for milestones, by the way, especially mm -hmm. milestones related to. The blogosphere. For, uh, Monday was the 12th anniversary of Hogwash. Congratulations. It was also the 44th anniversary of my lovely bride agreeing to become my bride. I'm looking and at put, that picture your, you of like her. That? Yes, I'm looking at that picture of her staring at the soundboard. What brand of a soundboard <laughs> is that? I don't know. It was some odd brand that uh, one of the local uh, music stores uh who was low bidder to the parks system uh, provider? Yeah, I've never, I've, 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 I've never seen another one PD like it. Board? No, I've never seen another one like it. And the really. look on her face says that she hopes she never will again. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The, the the day before, she was probably pushing uh, faders uh, on a Neve console, one of the. Uh, the studio like Sound Lab or someplace like that in Nashville. But the other milestone, huh. uh, uh, the Team Kimberlin post of the day uh, for Thursday had a quote from uh, a, <laughs> a, a, a newspaper uh, the, the column that it was pointed, originally published on the 19th of July. And uh, the quote is, this is my final issue as editor of the center Republican, and that's from Bill Smallfeld. So we have another. Do people actually hire him as editor? Because honestly, they need to hire me instead. I can well, do, do it from want, my living room. Well, yeah, except that this is the kind of person. Uh, uh, this is the kind of person who, who goes to all the community events in a uh, a town in North Dakota with a population of about twelve hundred. Oh, I see. Uh, and uh, I do that here. How long oh, well. had he been there? Uh, about a year. Really? Whoa. Yeah. He was there almost a year. Uh, it, it turns out that uh, he, while he was born in Iowa, he graduated from high school in Center, North Dakota. So, huh. it, 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 you know, it's actually kind of a hometown experience for him. But okay. uh, uh, apparently he says his Parkinson's disease is such that he uh, and he's having uh, financial troubles of uh, being able to afford a car and he just can't do it anymore. So, but wait a minute. I, I, he I always says that. I still don't understand. This guy is well, on disability and has been on disability forever. He's Am I correct? I yeah. don't think. I think he retired, quote unquote, retired yeah, he on his. Uh, on well, a disability gets, pension? Well, he, he, get, he gets a small uh, disability from his service in the Navy. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, apparently he was someplace uh, where there was some sort of uh, uh, toxic 
waste dump problem. And so he, he you know, apparently he may have a, a viable claim uh, to get his disability increased. And if he can, and if he does, and if he's entitled to it, I, I wish him well with that. Um, <sighs> but uh, anyway, that's just, a, you know, that's probably the, that's probably alone. the 10th. That's probably the 10th, 11th, or 12th time he's retired in the last four or five years. <laughs> Lord God, I, I, you know, it, it's like... As long man, as he leaves people alone, I'm fine with it. Yeah, well, you know... Uh, he's bounced around all over the place. It's, I don't care as well, long as he leaves hand, people alone. You know, okay, would you, would you say that... I mean, from your from your personal experience with the guy, would you mm -hmm. say that he is a, a, an even-handed, level-headed, thoughtful person? No, he is uh, a hothead and a coward at the same no, time. No, uh, no. As a matter of fact, he is daft, demented, deranged, bonkers, berserk, office rocker, nuttier than a Snickers bar, a few fries short of a happy ma meal, and cuckoo for, for cocoa, cocoa puffs. Yeah, I think the okay. science is settled on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the headline, and that is we, our opinion. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, protected by the First Amendment. Yes. Uh, the science is settled. Was the headline on a, a post this week, um, uh, in which I um, uh, quoted an article in in twenty twenty one Scott McGreal, writing in Psychology Today, reported that an American study demonstrated a link between high levels of neuroticism mm -hmm. and liberal politics. Additional findings from a British study later that same year indicated a similar link between left wing political views on um uh, economics and the environment, among other issues, and the occurrence of generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, mm. and phobia. Um, a much larger study uh, showed both a marked increase, uh, this is about the mental health of American adolescents, a marked mm -hmm. increase of internalized symptoms of poor mental health and a consistent disparity between the mental health of self-reported teenage liberals who consistently invented greater levels of these internalized symptoms and conservatives who consistently evince lower levels. And so, uh, but in other words, it's saying that there's a correlation between liberal politics mm -hmm. and mental health problems and i'm sure everyone Not is surprised. shocked shocked to discover this connection no more shocked than those poor unfortunate people conducting the study no one was more shocked than they <laughs> um well it depends i there this is something that has been in the, the literature for quite a while I and know. uh there there it, it is one of the things where the it, it was People got the opposite result of what their hypothesis <laughs> was when they started. But um, th this is to give you an example of how this has gone, gone being and not only in the scientific literature, but in the popular literature. Back in mm -hmm. 2020, April 14th, I had a, uh, a post called Mental Illness on the Left. And mm -hmm. what led me to it was a post by uh, Steve Hayward over at Powerline. Uh, 
and it looked at correlations in the raw data that a Pew Research uh, survey had come up with. And the top line conclusion uh, was that liberals are more than twice as likely as conservatives mm-hmm. to be found to have a mental health condition. Um, and the work was done by a, a PhD student named Zach Goldberg. There's mm-hmm. an interesting graph in the Paraline piece that shows the percentage of respondents reporting who've had a diagnosis of depression or borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, or schizophrenia uh, mm-hmm. and, and versus the political spectrum. And if you look at very liberals, they self-reported, 32% of them uh, reported that, whereas very conservative, it was only uh, about 12%, a little less than 12%. And the like the error bars on the data <laughs> are, are such that the, 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 the if you you know, the, over the, the, the range that you could be off, there was still no overlap <laughs> between, uh, between cons- very conservatives and very liberals on having one of those disorders. So uh, I followed up to some of Goldberg's uh, actual work using Threadreader, and he had done uh, work using what's called the Big Pi- Five Personality Battery, mm-hmm. which is a... St- very uh, worked cross-culturally all around the world, uh, and it measures neuroticism, agreeableness, extroversion, uh, conscientiousness, and openness to new ideas. And if you look at um, uh, the have you ever had a, uh, the question being, have you ever had a, a doctor or healthcare provider tell you that you've got a mental health problem? Uh, <laughs> the, like the for the, the for the liberals who said no, those things are tightly within average. Uh, Mm -hmm. But for liberals who said yes, none of them are, are, they they, they become much more divergent and they become particularly high in neuroticism and particularly low in conscientiousness. Okay. And so, by the way, I've had that test. (laughs) And if you look at mine, I'm just like, I have all the band, I have all the stuff pointing in the opposite direction, except except openness to new ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm much, uh, I'm like in the 99th percentile on that, uh, which isn't strange because I'm an engineer. But the point is, is that my personality is mo- almost completely opposite of a mentally ill liberal, mm-hmm. which I guess makes me feel better. Um, uh, and if you look at the data, you know, uh, I'm below average in neuroticism and agreeableness, <laughs> which means I'm hard to get along with. But the fact that it bothers you doesn't bother me. And uh, <laughs> I'm above average in extroversion to consciousness, which means I'm pushy about getting things done. But so, you know, and like I said, I am open to new ideas, which is kind of, you know, for a guy who's supposed to invent things for a living might be a good thing to do. It takes all kinds. Yes. You know, but well, it takes all kinds, but some kinds are some kinds are safer to be around than others. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. in uh, meanwhile, in Fargo, North Dakota, the feds are mystified why a Syrian named Mohammed <laughs> planned a terrorist attack. And and uh, you may remember this and it's gosh, it's been two weeks now um, uh, on July 14th, Friday, July 14th, uh, there was a uh, 
a shootout uh, near downtown Fargo, uh, North Dakota. And as soon as it happened, you know, everyone was, you know, the first thing you're like is, okay, what's the motive? What's going on here? Reported shooting. An officer uh, was killed. Uh, two others were wounded. Um, a police officer was killed. Two others were wounded. And a civilian was also struck by a stray bullet. Uh-huh. Uh uh, during this, and the uh, suspect uh, in the case was killed. You just hit one of my pet peeves. Everybody involved in this was a civilian. None of those cops were military police. Military. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, meanwhile, anyways, but the thing is, is that um, uh, the the police chief in, in the immediate, the next day, uh, said uh, that that the shooting happened, quote unquote, for no known reason at all, right? They had no idea of what the motive is. And as soon as they told us the suspect's name, (laughs) everybody else said, oh, Mohammed Barakat is the guy's name. Mohammed Barakat. Gosh, what kind of name is that? Is he a Lutheran? Amish? (laughs) Seventh Presbyterian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Mohammed yeah. Barakat. I so, wonder so, why so, he would want to be shooting the Sounds cops. Irish to me. Yeah. Very yeah, Irish. Well, it turns out, it took a while for this to get out, but it turns out that he is a Syrian refugee uh, <sighs> who came to the United States in 2012 as part of the massive wave of Syrian of refugees. 20,000 Syrian refugees were admitted um, in the span of about five years during Obama's term. Gee, why were they fleeing from Syria? Oh, that's right, because the State Department and the CIA uh, sponsored a revolution. You may remember the Arab Spring. If you think that this was a spontaneous uprising. uh, What difference does it make at this point? Yeah, right, (laughs) right, right, right. Well, anyways, that was Hillary Clinton's little contribution to the Obama administration. Uh, The war, uh, the civil war in Syria, and that released a flood of, of migrants all over. There was, they, they had revolutions everywhere. Well, yeah, that the thing is, is that anyway, so this guy gets over here and we find out that he had an arsenal. arsenal. He was in a car and there was a downtown street festival that weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. But apparently this, um, auto accident that happened an auto accident happened and he apparently staked this out Uh, and when the cops showed up he opened fire and fortunately uh one of the cops who was not wounded okay there were four cops there and one of them the only one who didn't get hit uh managed to put enough uh uh uh, fire down range that uh, we don't have to worry about Mr. Barakat anymore. Uh, but but he had this vast arsenal of weapons, including 1,800 rounds of ammunition. And do you know what ammo costs these days? 
guys? Well, right, well right. also, well, that that may or may not be a lot of ammunition. I mean, I buy uh, I buy a, a little box little boxes of twenty two caliber ammunition for plinking, and they have five hundred <laughs> rounds in them. <laughs> well, well yeah, but anyways, that's, but that's but, a lot of ammunition, and and he had, a, lot of ammo. he had an AR type rifle. Well, okay, that yeah, point, well, that doesn't mean he anything. Had a I've pistol, got two. Uh, it, it, he had a, a vest with the uh, uh, magazines on it. But anyways, uh, he had in his car, he had uh, basically rigged up his car as a car bomb uh, oh, great. with three containers uh, full of gasoline and two propane tanks, uh, one of which uh, included explosive materials concocted at home. Uh, which is to say it was a homemade bomb, and apparently it was tannerite, I, I believe is what okay. it was. And okay. so basically he had this thing set to blow, uh, and we don't know what um, uh, what his plan may have been, but he had... Uh, uh, it didn't sound like he would plan to live through it. Though. The internet searches no. uh, uh, go back a long time. But I'm reading yeah. this, and it just mentions, just casually going by, Barakat had worked odd jobs. Okay, he comes here roughly 10 years ago. Yeah. From Syria, not speaking the language, worked odd jobs. And yet, how he can afford a car, he can afford propane tanks, ammunition, guns. How could he afford all that? Well, well, the feds Good question, don't which talk they will never it. answer. Yeah, the feds don't want to talk about how he got he got this money. Well, mm. you know, depends on what the odd jobs are. Probably so, so. got the money from the government. Well, uh, you Taxpayers know. subsidized terrorism is what it is. <laughs> well, we'll never can tell. On the other hand, it could have been worse. It could have happened in California. <laughs> oh, Speaking of California, yes. Stacey, I'm so glad. This I'm is not true in all 50 states, but especially in California. Yeah. Crazy people are, are dangerous. Crazy people are dangerous. I had my special California hate crimes edition featuring <laughs> Carl Chan and James Lee Ramsey. Carl Chan is the president of the Oakland Chinatown Chamber of Commerce. In April 2021, he was assaulted on the streets of Oakland by a man who yelled, fuck you, Chinatown, fuck you, China man, according to Mr. Chan. A week later, 25-year-old James Lee Ramsey was charged with felony assault and a hate crime against Carl Chan. And the case was scheduled for trial in August 2021. And that's when the activists got involved. Oh. <laughs> okay, there was a plea de deal. But, and By the way, a sufficiently advanced level of crazy is indistinguishable from evil. Yeah, a, a, an organization called the Anti-Police Terror Project... APTP um, uh, demanded that all charges against uh, James Ramsey uh, be dropped because, quote unquote, mental illness is not a crime. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and so, so they, 
And this was put out by, as I say, the Anti-Police Terror Project. And I had to ask myself, wait a minute, you're, you're going to demand that the charges be dropped? So basically, it's a get-out-of-jail-free charge on assault, mm -hmm. if yeah, you're crazy. Much. Mm -hmm. At so, least, wait, wait, wait. If you are a, a, an Oakland street person who assaults a respectable Asian man, yes. Oh, okay, right, right. Under circumstances, uh, it's a civil rights violation to prosecute you for assault if you're crazy. Oh. So we're just going to let crazy people go around assault anybody with no consequences. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That makes sense if you're crazy. But anyways, the person behind the anti-police terror project is a is a um, a woman named Cat Brooks, and according yes. to their 2021 tax return, this organization had. Don't get me started. $5.7 million in revenue mm -hmm. in 2021. And, and less than 320000 in expenses. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. In the nonprofit world, we call this a grift. Yes. Well, anyways. Uh, but this uh, woman uh, talked about how her father, a black man struggled with substance abuse and ended up in prison. Quote, I watched him be terrorized and traumatized by law enforcement. And um, in describing uh, uh, her support for abolishing the police, completely defunding the police, okay, uh, Cap Brooks says, their job is to maintain the status quo, and the status quo is race-based capitalism, and so they are the frontline soldiers of the larger system of white supremacy. What happened with this guy that, that after they let him go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to get back to that. James Lee Ramsey, right? Okay, they, mm -hmm. they, they basically mm -hmm. give him a slap on the wrist and let him walk. Well, yeah, he was right. arrested on July 21st of this year mm -hmm. after kicking and assaulting an 88-year-old Asian woman and reportedly attacking a witness at the scene. Yep. Okay, okay. Gosh, it, you know, despite the fact that he's crazy, right? There's a remarkable consistency in his choice of targets, right? Yeah, little tiny people who can't fight back. Yeah, Asians. He, he just really likes beating up on Asians. But anyways, uh, uh, the attorney, uh, district attorney in San Francisco uh, said, said, quote, the crimes that Mr. Ramsey is accused of are horrific. And the people are fed up with brazen violence like this. And I'm like, and I just concluded by saying it is not mercy to let crazy people run around the streets attacking innocent strangers. And certainly it is not justice. It is folly to permit our sympathy for those afflicted with mental illness to override the need to protect public safety, which is the first duty of any government. 
Well, you know, either Very they get true. their act together out there or the Bay Area is ah. going to have vigilance committees again. Because crazy people are dangerous. And I hear the boogie-woogie in the background that tells us we're reaching the end of the program. Thank you for joining us, Diana. I'm happy to do so. And we're glad to hear from you. Look forward to it next week. Good night, Stacey. 7 Good night, Diana. Saturday night. See you later. Night.